Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dismantling You podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Pineda. This week's guest is Dr. Vic Manzo. We chat about energy, creating an abundant life, and imagination when we create the right mindset. Dr. Vic is a business mindset coach, certified pediatric chiropractor, three-time author, podcaster, and speaker. He is the author of three books, the most recent, Decoding the Matrix. Dr. Vic has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs learn how to create their dream life effortlessly through sharing principles of living in the quantum world. In other news, if you haven't heard, my sixth annual Yoga Surf Golf Relax Retreat in Costa Rica is on for February 18th through the 24th of early next year. So head on over to my website and reserve your spot now. Stay tuned now for my conversation with Dr. Vic. I'd love for our audience to get to know you a little bit better. What was the catalyst to become a pediatric chiropractor and then eventually be an entrepreneur and CEO of your own company? Yeah, I, I started out, I was a chiropractor for five years in this part at this time and I hit my financial peak and it was, I was unfulfilled, burned out every four to six months, not satisfied. And and I thought I would have been with all the, 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 the amount of success I had and the impact in community and all that I thought the, the things I needed to have that success and be that successful chiropractor. And then uh, I did some soul seeking and I, cause I really looked at my wife. She, she was the managing the office and I looked at her and I was like, I don't know if I want to continue doing this. And she's just like, that's not normal for you to say that you're very passionate about chiropractic. I'm like, I'm very passionate about chiropractic. I go, but I just, I don't know if it's always an uphill battle. This doesn't make sense. It doesn't feel right. And did some soul seeking, started to look at my office and in, in my practice in a different way. And we, we decided that um, it wasn't what we wanted. So we, we decided to choose uh, to go a different direction and how we're going to run the office. And from that, we took a 40% hit over six months, which meant we were letting go of patients that didn't align with that. At that time, that's where I was like, I started, I kept hearing about research about kids and chronic illnesses up 53% in kids on average, you know, autism, uh, it's going to be one out of two in 20 by 2032, 80% being boys, ADHD is one out of nine, the alphabetical soup of OCD and all these other things. And I was like, not in my community. I'm not letting that happen. And I said, I had an interest in pediatrics when I was in school and I kind of went away from it. And I'm like, now I'm going back and this is what I really want to get into. And so we did, and we went full force ahead into it. And that uh, was a game changer. But at the same token, through that soul-seeking time, I was listening to a ton of business advice, self-help, personal development, You know, listening to motivational speakers. I was listening to successful chiropractors about how to be successful. So I was reading 180, 20 books a year, uh, totally just listening to podcasts and videos and downloading music and, I mean, not music, um, downloading tons of information to be as successful as I possibly could. 
And that's what was kind of leading me to that path. And from that position, I decided to go back to what I knew. While I was in chiropractic school, I studied energy medicine, energy healing. Um, and in that journey, I learned a lot about uh, quantum physics and consciousness and spirituality and uh, universal laws. And then um, with that, I took my, 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 my stuff that I knew about neurology from neuroscience and all that I learned there. And then my extended studies deeper into mindset and behavioral neurology and all that. And I was like, I'm going to apply all that. And just say, if, I, if I'm truly the creator of my life, I'm going to define what success means to me and I'm going to go after it and make it happen. It's just going to happen. I'm not going to not go after it. Just It's all going to just work out the way it's supposed to. If I'm I just got to focus on my vibe, right? And everything did. I mean, six months later, I had a 5% patient volume for pediatrics. And in six months after, not doing anything new, nothing different, didn't do anything, I went up to 48%. We were back to our financial peak a little over a year later. And I worked 50% less than what I was doing. At that moment, when I had that success, I said, okay, I need to teach entrepreneurs this. They are, they are doing way too much, giving their power away, and they're caught in these traps. And they need to understand how we can do something a little different. I'm not saying that what is being taught works. It does. There's a cost to it. We can do it without the cost. And I said, let me see. I want to go into that. So it took me another, about another six months in before I officially started to open up to do coaching on the side is what people call a side hustle. And uh, I did that for about uh, three years. And then uh, my wife and I, from we, were, we, were, we moved from Chicago to Knoxville, Tennessee. And in that move, I let go of my office because um, we couldn't sell it. And it was one of the things where I went into full-time coaching this year uh, to do what I've been doing and absolutely been loving it. That's amazing. Kudos to you on, you know, just taking the plunge especially that you were all set, you know, already set up in a service oriented business, but now you've done something that's more aligned with your passion. Tell us a little bit more why we, why do we struggle in life? The biggest reason why we struggle is we just live in our heads too much, you know, and what I mean by heads is that we lead by our mind. You know, we live in an information era and it's all about what's this to do? What's this to hear? You know, and I used to, when I first came out in coaching, I used to tell people, I'm not going to tell you what to think because it's all about what's the three things, what's the five things, what's the 10 things that I can do here or this or that. And I'm like, I'm going to teach you how to think. And so you can understand the principles of this, this process, but suffering or struggle all comes from resistance. We resist what's going to happen. We know this already. You know, you always hear it. What you resist persists. But we don't realize that our mind creates resistance. It interferes with the flow of what's going working for us. We think things should be in a certain way, or we think we know what is our issue. I'm not saying sometimes that's not true, but there's always deeper layers. Remember, there's a subconscious mind that means you don't know what you don't know. It's it's un you're unaware of it. And so it's it's one of these things where when we're trying to figure things from the mind perspective or trying to be all head, head heavy, it creates a lot of resistance. It creates complexity. And you can just look at our world today, how much we have all this technology and yet the world's more complex, which is kind of backwards. It should be a lot more. And it is simple in some ways, don't get me wrong, but it, it should be way more on a simple standpoint. But since we're headstrong leading by the mind, it makes things more complex. And the other things it makes takes things longer to achieve where we want to go. So there's more struggle, there's more ups and downs um, in that process. And so when we have that resistance, it, it just causes all our struggles, it causes all our suffering. And to learn to just let go, allow and trust, will let go of those. And I know this, because I went through all that. I was so headstrong left. I'm a, I'm a uh, type A driver individual. So 
creating stuff and trying to set goals and go and achieving that stuff. Yeah, that was easy for me to do. But um, it created a lot of stress on me because at the same token, I was trying to think what it should be and not allowing what actually may be better because we think we know everything instead of the universe has a little better, has a little better vantage point uh, to see things a little bit more of what may work better for you. Exactly. So why is mindset the end all and be all? Well, you know, mindset, let's, well, let's, let's define mindset. Cause nowadays that kind of term has been watered down ever since COVID started. So everyone's talking about mindset and different things, but let's break it down to what it is. And so mindset is basically how you see the world. It's the lens. Like you can imagine like a pair of glasses. So the way I like to explain it is, is like, imagine if you're wearing blue glasses. So when you're wearing these blue glasses, all you see is blue. You can't see red. You can't see green. You can't see any other color. It's just blue. It doesn't mean that red and green and all the other ones don't exist. They do. But since you're wearing that, that lens of blue, all you see is blue. Same thing if you chose red, if you chose green and red, whatever it may be. And so mindset is the end all be all then because however you're seeing something, what's going to be? However you're perceiving things is what it's going to be. If you're in a, now here comes some of the terminology that people talk a lot about. If you're in a fixed mindset or if you're in a mindset that's, you know, fixed, like you can't change it, this is who you are, then that's all you're going to experience. If you're in a growth mindset, like everything's a learning experience, the universe is a feedback loop system, I can only, I always grow and learn, there's no such thing as failures, then you're going to experience that in your life. You're going to see that in your life. And so it's one of those things, how we view how we see things, where things, where were our perception or mindsets at, that's where energy goes and that's where manifestation is going to follow with that. And so this is why it's so critical to make sure that our mindset is aligned to what our, our vision is and what our values are. And when we do that, this starts to change the game in the course of action. Absolutely. And that being said, are we truly limitless? We are. I mean, because what let I me mean, the more the stuff's coming out now, like what the only limits you have are what you put on yourself. You know, even when I'm like, well, there's physical mat, there's limitations of matter, right? This is what I've learned through my uh, training in chiropractic. And now I'm coming to a point like, I don't know if that's true anymore because new science is coming through and saying, yeah, the only limits is what you have. I mean, there's so much stuff we can do. Like, uh, I, I teach a lot on power of visualization and I share some studies on this. I actually have a free book on it, but I, in my one book, uh, that my last book I wrote, I put a couple different studies in there about how just the mind from visualization can alter. Now I'm a chiropractor. So I know, I mean, I, there, I'm there, we're very, uh, holistic and vitalistic, but there's also a medical side that we, we, we get trained in. And so I would understand how muscle tissue grows. We all know it. you work a muscle and when you work it, it tears and it grows and it gets stronger. Right. Well, they've done a study where you can actually do it with the mind and visualization, which is mind boggling. Now it's not as good as working out, but it's not far away from it. And that's just, that's just the whole realm of, so what really is limits, you know, is what we're starting to understand is the only limit you could only limits we have is what we put on ourselves and that we truly are limitless in anything. There's something called infinite possibilities. And all you have to do as an individual is choose what it is you want. There's a whole field of this, right? It's like the internet. You can go on the internet and find anything. Well, the, think of the internet as the infinite possibilities. You are choosing what it is you want to experience, like going to search for something. It is that simple to do. Brilliant. Love it. And, and that's so similar to what I do teaching my yoga students and what yoga is all about. You know, it's your life is limitless. It's what you make of it in your mindset. So how do you bridge the gap between science and spirituality? Yeah, a couple of things I do, um, you know, because when I got into spirituality and I was teaching energy healing and stuff, it was a lot, a lot of people called it woo-woo stuff and all this whatnot. 
And so the way my mind works is like, okay, you can go ahead and do that, but I'm going to find something or something's going to come up. I just know it. And, um, and so what I'll do, what I, through that process, I studying, just understanding, you know, different studies they've done with quantum physics and how it relates to life and consciousness and so forth. And there's a plethora of them. Um, that's where I started to bridge that gap. Like when I talk about, when I work with clients and we get into work on vision and, and the importance of vision and how you see your life and what you want to create and the future self, all these things. Quantum physics, they did a study called the, the double slit experiment, which is known as the observer effect. And they were trying to understand um, is light a wave format or in a wave format or is it in a, in a particle? And wave is inv invisible. We can't see it. And particle is what we see light, normally like the light shining in us in all these different areas. And so when they did the experiment, um, they saw it in a wave format, but the researcher and scientist wasn't looking at it. As soon as they went to go look, it turned into a particle. They went to look away and it started to fizzle back into a wave. And they did this a ton of times and they figured, then the physicists were like, ah, we probably did something wrong. Let's change it up. And so we know 100% for sure it's going to only be one or the other and that's it. So they recorrected the, the experiment. They go back, they do the same thing. The same results show up. And it's and they were just like, what the heck is going on? And so what, what that showed is the, from that aspect, when things are in a wave format, what does that mean for our life? When things are in a wave format, that's the infinite possibilities I'm talking about, right? And then when you go ahead and you go to look at something or you're going to be focusing on something, then it materializes into that aspect of what it is. And then when you, when you don't, when you put your focus away, it's going to go back to wave and the infinite possibilities. And then when you go to look again, whatever it is that you're looking for, it's going to materialize into that aspect. And so that's one of the ways I share that study alone shares a lot of the science, you know, the, the spirituality, truth and things like, you know, what you see in your mind's eyes, what you're going to create in your reality. Um, you know, what you're going to, um, I'm going blank on a couple right now, but it's, those are the things that I'll use that aspect to tie it together. But then I also use neuroscience. Because there are also there is some neuroscience principles or things in the brain and how they work that correlate to even sometimes quantum physics studies or even more importantly supporting um, some spiritual truths spiritual spirituality in itself and so forth and it's kind of fascinating because uh, then when someone's like for an example like someone says when I was doing my starting energy healing and I would talk about auras and they'd just be like ah, that's woo woo stuff that's crazy okay a biophotonic field and they'll just look and go what the heck is that. It's the same thing. It's just a science term that they've proven that there's auras. That's just what they call it in the science world. And they're like, well, I still don't believe it. Okay, well, you don't believe science then because science is literally proving that that works. So that's kind of how I use these things to, because what I've realized in life is, especially in the information era, I can speak about the right brain stuff all day long, the spirituality stuff, abstract thinking, all that. But we're so information driven that we have to appease that left brain. And when we come with the science, here's now, now we're going logic and, and linear think, not linear thinking, but logic at least to show some of these things and how they work. So fascinating. So amazing to hear how there's a direct relationship uh, between science and spirituality. Talk to us a little bit more. You've mentioned this. Uh, what is the have, do, be trap? Yeah, it's so when we understand that what quantum physics shown is that everything in life is energy, all things, when we get down to the basic format of all things in the physical realm, it's all energy at the end of the day. And so that aligns with the law of vibration because energy is just another term for vibration in some sense, different vibrational frequencies show up as different things into the world. So when we look at the have to be, and this is something we've all done. I've learned this in chiropractic school. And when I first heard it, my mind was blown because I'm going Man, I've said that so many times in my life, and we've all said it in some way, shape, or form. 
once I have this, then I'll do this and be this, right? Once I win the lottery, then I can do these things and be that person. Once I, and what the problem with that, why it's a trap is because it goes against the law of vibration. You can only experience in your life what you're vibrating at. That's just what it is. You can't go above it or below it. It is what it is. So when you're saying, once I have this, then I'll do this and I'll be this, it's saying you're going to get everything, then you're going to do the actions, and then you'll be vibrating to be that person. That that goes against all laws. You have to be the person first, right? And when you're being that person, so what does being mean? Well, who's that future self you want to become? What does that look like? Think about how do they, does that person think? How do, what, what energy do they focus to? What, are they, what thoughts do they focus on? What emotions do they allow into their life, right? What does that look like? When you start to do that, now you're starting to be that person, right? And then over a period of time, then you start doing, because then from the being, you're going to start doing things like that. And then eventually, at some point, it's going to happen. The law of gestation says all things have a time frame to it because we live in the we live in this this 3D world, 4D world where it's, you know, time space continuum. So we have to go through time and space before it happens. And uh, and then it's going to become our reality and we'll see it in our life in some way, shape or form. So that is so when we think we have to have something before we need to be someone that it's totally and it goes against all universal laws. Be the person first. What does they feel? How do they think? What does that look like? What is the the, the person going to have to become? Right. Because it's the same thing as like, well, I want to be a millionaire. Well, don't try to be a millionaire. What, what don't, 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 don't try to strive for that. Instead, who do you have to be to be the millionaire? And it's a whole different conversation. And when you step into that energy and you step into that vibration, well, then guess what? Ideas, thoughts, situations, circumstances, and people are going to come into your life. It's not like you have to seek it. They will come to you and you'll get a feeling to know if it's in alignment. Then all of a sudden to take action on whatever it may be to then all the help you get close the gap on that future self. No doubt. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Absolutely. How do we create our own rules in life? Very simple. So there's, you know, limiting beliefs are starting to get very popular. I'm starting to hear more people talk about them. And so there really is no rules. Like when we shared that study of the observer effect, how you see something is what it's going to be. Right. If you believe there's limits on your in your life, it's going to be that then. If you believe that you're limitless, you're going to experience that then. If you're truly believing it, and so really the codes, or I call them codes, but the beliefs and what you dictate and what is what you desire to have, what you live by, is going to dictate your reality. It already is. If you don't, you don't have to believe what I'm saying. It's already doing it to you, whether you believe it or not. We've all acquired limiting beliefs growing up. We even acquired them genetically from our parents and our grandparents and so forth. That's been proven already that our experiences and the things that we've gone through gets passed down. So when you have those things, these are stored sometimes in the subconscious mind. And when you become aware of this and you understand this, this is what was a game changer for me because I thought success was I had to follow other successful people, do what they do, and I'll become successful. I had to be how they were, take the actions and do that. And what I realized that wasn't true. And I, for me at least, and I decided to go, you know what, what is success? And I had to redefine everything. But what I was doing is believing what success meant to me. And I started to define everything in my life of what it meant to be for me. And all of a sudden I would experience that. I'm not going to say it always was identical to what I said. I'd I'd be lying if I said that, but I was open to whatever was going to show up, but I just knew that I was going to go in that direction. And I said, whatever the universe is going to provide, it's going to happen. And, uh, and, and it would, and it, sometimes it was way beyond what I've ever imagined and whatever I expected. And so when it, when it comes to, again, 
you're giving power to beliefs already, whether you know it or you don't. So just some people need to go back and understand when they started in their life. You already know, you know that already too. You may not be aware at the moment, but once we, once you start doing this work, like you, you see a pattern showing up in your life. May it be like, man, no matter what I do, no matter how successful I get, I'll break out and I, my breaking records. And then all of a sudden I'm right back where I was. And I'm always feeling like there's a ceiling. Well, there's probably some limiting beliefs on money. Who knows what they are, but you're going to have to, you know, as you do this work, um, you'll start to find what they are. And then you just replace it. Say, thank you for serving me. You know, when you figure out a limiting belief, um, when I did this work, I found out I had nine limiting beliefs on money. I said, no wonder I'm so stressed. I'm making more money, but I'm not seeing the bank account grow. I said, this makes perfect sense. And then once I discovered those things and I rewrote my code, I call them codes, but the beliefs uh, of what the money was going to mean to me by just changing them into an empowering belief. All of a sudden, within a year, in two years, we tripled our business and I, and, and the bank account grew massively. Uh, I had 5.5 X in profits wow. in two years. And um, it, it's just, it was a mind blowing experience. I was like, wow, I, I didn't do nothing new. And I say that often, like I didn't do anything new, but I didn't do nothing new. I'm not lying about it. I, I really, when I looked at it, I was like, all I did was just, there was the principles I teach and what I share. I just focused on vibration, focused on my vibe, focused on the vision. And I just was mindful every single day. And, um, and I just did this limiting belief work and I just, I'm re I'm rewriting the codes to my life. That's what I was calling it back then. And uh, this is what seven, eight years ago now. And it was one of those things where that's the one thing that started to excel and excel and excel. And then we took a 40% hit and I said, I already worked through these limiting beliefs. So I know that 40% is going to come back. I know we'll be back right where we were. I'm not worried about it. And I said, I don't mind if we go right back to where we were. I already planned on working 50% less. So if I went back to where I was and I'm working 50% less, I actually doubled my income. Even though the numbers were the same, I doubled my income. And again, in that process, and it did. And so I was, just, you know, so it's it's really discovering these limiting beliefs. This is the codes that we, we live by. This is the program. So what you believe is what your reality is going to be. And so you want to be mindful as much as you can um, be aware and pay attention to the triggers you have in your life. Pay attention to the patterns that show up, uh, things you see on repeat or the things you constantly say on repeat, because those are hidden clues. Um, your your mind, your body, in a sense, this, it's trying to kind of wake you up a little bit. Hey, this is, you're seeing a pattern here. The universe is trying to provide it to you. And once you do that, you just change it to an empowering belief, build a system behind it, and then just be patient and it will transform and change. So powerful. And it's so important uh, to do that inner work and to shed those, uh, those thought patterns and belief systems, that general um, generational training and um, messages that you've heard from families and ancestors. So what is the matrix and how does it put us into a mental prison? You're kind of talking a little bit about it, right? Gen generational training, I think the word you used. And so the matrix, long story short, is another term for it is human collective consciousness. So think of human collective consciousness that you basically all the consciousness levels of every single human in the entire planet, average it out. That's the matrix. Now, matrix is not just the humans. Dogs have it. Cats have it. Every species has it. The earth has it. Our solar system, galaxy, so forth. The universe also. And so there's nothing good or bad about the matrix, but what it is, it just is. But the thing about the matrix is wherever it's vibrating at, it creates an experience for humanity that we're going to go through as a whole. But there's also the matrix is also made up of sub matrices like continents, countries, states, towns, cities, and it comes all the way down to the individual. And 
So the importance of understanding why the matrix it plays a huge role on us is because it conditions us in some way. You know, each people who come from Chicago versus New York versus people from Germany, you're going to notice there's a little difference in between all those. And there's a lot of conditioning and programming into that. And that's because, again, the matrix and, and what's the where their vibration at, what they're, where they're coming, where their their essence is. And so then they have their ex, they have experiences that they go through in certain six of search situations. And this is the same thing that happens um, with our life, because as we're growing up, being born into this world and from up until the age of seven, our mind is very impressionable. It takes things as truth. There's really it doesn't have logic fully developed yet. And so what the conditioning of the matrix is at that time with the submatrixes, that can play a role and condition us also. So it may not just be something that your parents or you know authority figures or fa family and friends around you kind of condition us, but it's also the, the community that you're growing up in can play a role and condition us. And this gets tapped into the subconscious. And this is when all of a sudden we get trapped into things and don't even know it. And this is where our, you know 95% of our life is dictated by the subconscious mind. And when we, people who try to have like a breakout, but they don't do this inner work, like I'm talking about, they'll go and try to do stuff. And they just kept up. Oh, this isn't for me. It wasn't meant for me. And it was never meant to be that way. And it's like, no, there's some deeper stuff here that we have to look at. There's deeper stuff that we have to do because the thing about the matrix is, is if you don't set your intention and your vibe every single day to raise it up as high as you possibly can, the matrix will pull you in to its average. It doesn't, and again, it sounds like it's a bad thing because it's like, oh, it's doing that. The matrix doesn't do that. There's a law called the law of association. The law of association, and we've all heard it as, you know, the five closest people around you, average amount that's you, or a financial aspect is the five people, five closest people you, people to you, their income, you average that out, that's going to be your income. Well, this works in the same way with the matrix. They're always going to pull back to that, to, to you, to that average, um, unless you set your intention every single day. And that's how we get caught in this trap. I call it a mental prison. And then we wonder why, you know, look what happened with like COVID. It's a prime example, um, especially in small businesses, right? Everyone's like small businesses are suffering and yada, yada, yada. Even the chiropractic profession, we, you know, there was a lot of hits that were happening. And, you know, but when you step out of it and you do this kind of work, I, I, I live this. I, I'm living proof of it. We took a 40% hit our first month uh, when we had our lockdowns in Chicago in April, 2020. But then all of a sudden, by July 2020, just three months later, we were breaking records in our office. Good for you. Right? Wow. And, and some people, you know, and it's not, and it's again, it's just understanding like I wasn't going to allow what was happening. I wasn't going to put my energy and focus there. I'm not the only one that's done this. I had friends that did this. I have colleagues. But guess you know who did it the best, I think? Billionaires. If you look at their overall net worth during the COVID time, I think it was the first year or something like that. I forgot what the article I read. Um, they grew their net worth by 56% during that time. Right. Or if you don't want to use that, when we look at the Great Depression, because a lot of people say everyone suffered during the Great Depression. I'm not saying there wasn't suffering, but you look at the Great Depression, there's a lot of millionaires that came out of there, too. Yeah. And so the key I'm trying to say is that you when you step out of wherever the matrix is vibing at and you set your tone where you want to be, then all of a sudden you don't experience the same experience like everyone else is going through because they're, they're in they're all vibing around what the matrix is. And you can have a whole different experience. But the power behind that is, is when you step into your own vibe, you start to help liberate others around you to do the same. And now what we start to do, and this is the power effect of why we work on ourselves and tap into our potential and all these other things, is because when we do that, then all of a sudden we raise the vibration of the matrix.
And then we can help humanity transcend to higher aspects, higher realms, higher different experiences. And this is not just experiences of what humanity goes through. It's political leaders, it's technology, it's helping the earth, healthy, all this other stuff yeah. to help it evolve, to to resonate to those higher frequencies. frequencies. Exactly. And it becomes uh, not just about the ego. It becomes more about serving mankind and humanity. Absolutely. So what are two things that uh, cause disease and illnesses? Yeah, great question here. This is uh, in my training in chiropractic and health and, and total wellness, because what we do is um, you know, we always looked at how do we help the individual be thrive, right? And everything is uh, about environment. So when we look at an environment, there's two things that will cause all illness and diseases, and that is a deficiency and or toxicities. So deficiency is looking at like the lack of movement. You know, our body needs to move. It's designed to move. It's been proven gazillion. Our brain gets fed by movement. So when we're not moving as well, that's a deficiency of movement. Some people call it vitamin M. Um, the second is all our nutrition, right? Our, our uh, a gentleman named uh, Sadhguru, is, uh, he's been very well known in the spiritual aspects and giving good, like deep wisdom. Um, now he has a big movement on soil. And I've been studying nutrition and soil for the last 10 years. Um, our soil is depleted of a lot of nutrients and minerals, and it's only getting worse. Mm -hmm. uh, but he shares about like an orange in the 1920s. If you had one orange in the 1920s to equivalent to the nutrition at that that eight, at that time, you need to eat eight of them today. Yeah. It, so that's a deficiency of nutrients. Um, but then there is, you know, we look at deficiencies in you know uh, sleep. We look at deficiencies in um, good thoughts and mental mental emotional stuff. Um, nervous system not getting the proper deficient needing the nerve supply that's there. But then there's the other side of it, which is toxicities, which are very similar. Just a little way of looking at it, because when we don't move well, that stresses the brain. The brain likes movement. And so then we create toxicities from the effects of the stress, or if we don't give nerve supply to the body to communicate properly with everything, it puts the nervous system stuck in a state of stress. So what chiropractors, what chiropractors work on a lot. Um, but you know, as our food supply, as much as we lost nutrients and so forth, well, we're also spraying our food with toxic chemicals like pesticides and all that. And I always tell people, if you think those things are not harmful to us, go look at the people that spray them, look at what they're wearing. I, some of them are in hazmat suits. Um, but you look at our air and our water, look at how we clean things, you know, our cleaning products and so forth. And all the lotions we may put on us, it, it, these things all, not all of them, but there's, there's, there can be a lot of toxicities in those things right there alone. Not sleeping well has been scientifically proven to be the exact same thing as being extremely stressed out, the effects of it. So heart disease, like cancers and diabetes and mental health and all that. So when we don't get the proper sleep, we're not detoxing the body well, we're not doing those kind of things. So we build up toxicities within ourselves. And so we already know that a negative thought create lowers the, the, the immune system. One negative thought lowers the immune system. So imagine the thoughts we have, the emotions we're giving energy to, that creates a lot of issues with our health and well-being. And so these are just a few to name. Electromagnetic fields create toxicities within the body and throw things off. So these are just uh, those two things um, are usually derived. And then when the symptom or an illness or something comes up, that's just the the body representing how what's going on in, in their environment, the, the individual's environment, which is going to come back to deficiencies and toxicities. So I like to ask a list of questions uh, for all my guests. Let's start with what does self-care mean to you? Nurturing my soul. <laughs> what I mean by that, like, you know, it's self-care to me is just taking care of me 
in every aspect from a mind, body, and soul perspective. So that's my physical health, um, my, uh, my mental health and that, and, and, and anything, you know, my spiritual health, my spiritual, spiritual aspect is anything that I'm passionate about, anything that is me just, that just lights me up and helps me to gain more experiences in life. It's just taking care of those elements and, and always making sure that I'm every single day, I, I I'm always emphasized working on those. What is your vision of well-being? Total wholeness. I mean, looking at a whole aspect of your life from a holistic perspective. Uh, again, coming back to mind, body, and soul kind of things. I, I tie all three of them. So it's 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 having those those elements to truly um, be. I want to say in balance, but in harmony. As you know, my podcast is based on dismantling beliefs and thought patterns. And we touched a little bit upon it already, but what ideas or concepts have dismantled your belief system? And what was this awakening like for you? There has been a lot of those in my life. I've had different ones on different levels, like spirituality was one of the big ones, but, um, um, you know, dismantling belief was, you know, thinking the whole business world, I shared that one. So I'll go to that. Um, where I thought I had to work hard. I mean, I grew up with hard work all my life. And I mean, I started working with my dad at six years old. And so physical labor is something I'm very, it's, 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 it's my escape. So when I get like, my wife knows she's like, when I'm like very stressed or something, when things are just, you know, I'm just in a certain state, she'll like, go, go, go work for two, three hours, go chop wood for two, three hours, go work on a project for two, three hours. I know you need to get physical workout. And it's, it is, it's just, I've been conditioned that way. That's what I used to do to, that's what I grew up with. So it's like a way of like my way of expressing, but thinking I had to do all that to be successful. And it's still, I've been working at this now for eight years and there's still times where I'm like, I'm trying to get less and less with it. And then my mind will be like, you got to do some work. And it's like, you're not doing enough. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm not doing enough. I'm, this is all effortless success. What are you talking about? And I have that inner battle, um, which I'm still working on to get even better at it. But it's, it's one of those things that you don't have to work so hard to achieve success. And I've experienced it in my own life. And now I love, I have a joy of teaching entrepreneurs how to do that too. What does prayer mean to you? It's a form of meditation. It's a form of connecting and connecting with oneself. I mean, prayer was an old form of, it's an old form of meditation. And it's just being able to connect within oneself to seek one, a higher power of some sort. And I meditation is very similar because you're focusing on oneself connecting with oneself, which is your higher power. If there was one thing you wanted the listener to take away from our conversation today, what would it be? We went off a lot of different topics here. Um, know that you don't have to chase anything in life that if you really just focus on your vibe, everything's energy just work on keeping your energy as high as you possibly can and i'm not talking energy in the sense of coffee energy in the sense of where your thoughts are where you put your emotions at to experience and always just try to do as best as you can to keep that as high as possible if you do that and you have a set of a vision or a goal or something you want to achieve um you know you, i would say you set it and forget it focus on your vibe and then everything else is going to come into alignment well said where can listeners get in touch with you on all social media? Yeah, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn. My handle for most of those is Dr. Vic Manzo, D-R-V-I-C-M-A-N-Z-O. Um, LinkedIn, it's Dr. Manzo, just D-R-M-A-N-Z-O. 
Perfect. I'll be sure to include all of that in the show notes. Such a pleasure to have you on. You gave so many fascinating uh, nuggets of information and uh, spiritual wisdom. Thanks so much for taking the time to spend with me this afternoon. I appreciate it. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for listening. You know, it's these mindset shifts that truly make a difference. If you like this podcast, share it with someone and be sure to leave a review. Till next time, here's to dismantling you. Dismantling you.